everyone, and welcome to episode 156 of SwiftCast. This is Steph, Adam, Ashley, Haley, and Ashley. Almost a full panel tonight. Yeah, we have a almost full crowd for you tonight. We're just missing Nate. And all of his infinite wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a lot of Taylor-related news to catch you up on, but first we just want to mention that we hope Calvin Harris has a very swift recovery. Uh, swift. <laughs> he was unfortunately in a car accident the other day. Um, some teenagers crossed the line while they were driving and ran into the side of his vehicle. He was very lucky because it could have been a head-on crash. He went to the hospital but has since been released. He had to cancel two of his shows. And so we hope that he feels better quickly. And also, I think it's important to mention that you shouldn't text and drive. You shouldn't be on your phone. You shouldn't be distracted because, let's face it, there's a good chance that they were. Right. These were 16-year-old people in this car. And I guess the teenagers, one was ejected from the vehicle because she did not have a seatbelt on. She was actually sitting on her boyfriend's lap. So another word of wisdom Wear a seatbelt and sitting on people's laps is not appropriate when you're driving. So just always be smart when you're out on the road. And we hope that everybody involved in the accident recovers soon. This has been a SwiftCast public service announcement. Exactly. Well, on to some brighter news. We want to take you back in time with some of Taylor's older tweets. And our first one is really exciting. It's from May 18th of 2011. She wrote, Standing on my new stage doing an interview for 60 minutes next season. Cannot believe this tour is about to start. E. <laughs> and so that was for the Speak Now tour. And was that the 60 minutes that aired around Thanksgiving? It probably was because if it was filmed in May and she said next season... It was probably the fall season of 60 Minutes, so probably around Thanksgiving, you're right. Because I remember waiting for it to come on. And I remember it being like either Thanksgiving or like the day before Thanksgiving or something. Well, for Thanksgiving, they had that really good special where she did the haunted performance and then she was in Central Park on the piano during Back to December. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Was that 60 Minutes, though? I think that was Dateline. I don't know. They all run together. They do. I remember her interviewing about the Fearless tour, showing off the stage and the castle and everything. I actually don't remember the Speak Now thing. But maybe it was around Thanksgiving. Maybe I just am forgetting that part. And our next tweet, looking back on it, is definitely an iconic tweet because who knew at the time what this would turn into? It was from May 15th of 2012. Taylor tweeted, Eating cheeseburgers, scribbling on guitars, writing songs with Ed Sheeran. Definitely iconic. Ed really needs to come back off of his hiatus. He really does. We should have new music from him this fall. If he, I mean, by fall, I'm thinking like September. If that's when he reemerges, that's almost a year. That's nine months that will have been that he's just been off the radar it's crazy i feel like no celebrity successfully really does that he's been doing a good job though i saw a 
photo of him doing something this week, but it was very obviously like a candid that someone just managed to get of him. Like he's really laying low. I think it's a good thing though. I think people really miss him. And I think when he comes back, people are going to be so energized. Absolutely. And I think he will be too. Yeah, I saw some pictures of him ziplining. I think it was with his girlfriend. And it looks like he's enjoying his time off. So, but yeah, I'm ready for him to come back and have new music. And our next tweet comes from May 18th of 2013. Taylor tweeted, played Houston, then rehearsed in Vegas for billboards, then cleaned my closet and concluded that roughly 79% of my shirts are striped. (laughs) That was definitely a defining characteristic of the Red Era. I loved her striped shirts, though. I mean, she had so many, but the one that will always stick out in my mind the most is the navy and white striped shirt with the red pants from tour. It was just such an iconic outfit, the Letterman jacket. Yeah, and even the way she did her hair in the ponytail for that outfit was great. And then our next one is from last year, May 17th, 2015. Taylor tweeted tonight, Bad Blood music video world premiere opening the Billboard Awards. I just remember how much anticipation there was leading up to that video. That was awesome. She did such a great job getting people excited about that video just by tweeting the posters of all of the people involved. It was really a brilliant marketing strategy for the video. And we know this video went on to win a Grammy. And she even had her emoji of the band-aid with the bullet hole on it that would come up every time you would tweet the hashtag, which was so cool. That was really cool. And Taylor seems to have set a trend because tonight, as we're recording, the Billboard Music Awards happened, which we'll be talking about later in this episode. But Adele actually premiered her new music video on the Billboard Music Awards tonight. So it's no surprise that Taylor sets the trends and people follow in her footsteps. Well, we have another Billboard tweet from last year. She tweeted this technically on the 19th, but she was talking about how last night was a dream sequence. I never forget that you're the reason my life is like this. Thank you for all of it. And I just remember her saying that night how excited she was to be getting back out on tour and seeing the fans and everything. And she really just, I feel like more than any other tour made this the 1989 tour such a fan appreciation tour absolutely i feel like the whole era was about the fans and i mean we've talked about this so many times but even though obviously special guests were not a new thing that she only started on this tour because she's always done it she brought it to a whole new level and really set an impossibly high bar even for herself i don't know how she'll top it yeah you know i was just thinking about that the other day because taylor As we've talked about and we've even talked with people like Jim Atkins, who was a special guest years ago, but Taylor has been doing special guests for years. But with 1989, she just, like Ashley said, took it to such a higher level that I was wondering the other day what she'll do in the future. Because it's kind of hard to manage people's expectations. I mean, even on this tour, you know, she had guests that what, maybe 50% of the shows? Seemed like every stadium date, right? Yeah, so a good chunk of the shows, at least. And then 
as a result of that, I would often see people going to, you know, shows in other cities like arenas or anything where there wasn't a guest feeling like they got cheated or like it was a mistake that they were missing one. That's true. And we know that critics, because they always have to find something to complain about with Taylor, started saying, oh, Taylor's just bringing all her famous friends on stage to show how, to show how popular she is. And then you got the whole criticism of the squad. But Taylor's not the type to really let that kind of a thing get to her. So I can't imagine that she would do away with guests. But I just don't know whether she'll take it to an even greater level and have even more guests. Or she'll take it back a little bit and not have as many. But, and then on the flip side of that, she played more stadiums than ever before on this tour. I wonder if she'll play even more stadiums probably i could absolutely see that happening because it's sort of like you have to look at the demand and how many shows and tickets you're selling and on the red tour she did one show at metlife on the 1989 tour she did two shows same thing with chicago so i feel like it's only going to get higher expectations from everybody and i don't blame her for wanting to take a break because she really has to plan her next move carefully that's true And it makes sense for why she wants to do stadiums, because you can reach so many more fans through a stadium show. You can do more in terms of the technology and the performance elements of the show. And one thing the stadium discussion made me think about was the fact that stadium tours have to be planned around the summer because of weather concerns. So that just made me think of, you know, will there be a stadium tour following a new album in 2017 after 1989 was in 2015. Well, it's also interesting because it varies so much between artists. Like some artists, for example, Keith Urban, he put tour tickets on sale four or five months ago and his album just came out last week. And people bought those tickets and sold out those shows without even knowing what this album was because he has such a good track record of putting on great shows. So she could really do whatever she wants. That's true. She could tell us tomorrow there's going to be tickets on sale for a mystery album coming out next June and we would still buy the tickets. Oh, and they would be sold out instantly. Absolutely. So she has a lot of options for sure. Well, then for our last tweet is one of my favorites. It's from May 20th of 2015. Taylor tweeted, so excited to... Be officially starting the 1989 World Tour U.S. leg tonight in Bossier City, Louisiana. Vance Joy is sound checking right now. And we were fortunate enough to, at least some of us, be there in Bossier. And it was very exciting. I'm definitely not emotionally ready to hit the one year anniversary of all my 1989 shows. I don't know how it's been a year. It's crazy. It does not feel like it's been that long at all. And I haven't seen Taylor in seven months, which I realize some people have to wait much longer than that. But for me, it's a long time and it's sad. Well, next week, we're probably going to be having even more of these 1989 World Tour tweets so we can all reminisce about how great it was. For now, we're going to be moving into Keeping Up With Swift to give you the latest Taylor news. Well, this past Saturday, May 21st, was... The Steve Irwin Gala, which is a 
dinner gala in Los Angeles to honor the life and legacy of Steve Irwin. And Taylor donated an autographed guitar that was auctioned off at the gala. Yeah, I thought that was really nice. It was a Taylor guitar. It looked like the one that sold actually through her store online and she autographed it. They always go for a ton of money. In our next piece of news, Taylor posted a picture on Instagram and her caption was, I love you guys. Definitely wasn't expecting to see this today. And in the picture, um, she screenshotted a picture of iTunes and 1989 is number three in albums. When she doesn't give us a new album, we're just going to go back and buy the last one again. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't that pretty crazy? It seemed to just sort of come out of nowhere that it just popped back up into the top five on iTunes. You have to wonder who doesn't have this album yet? Who is out there buying it right now? Can't complain, though. You know, maybe with all the Apple Music promotion, there's whoever the last remaining people on Earth who don't yet have the album are finally buying it. You know, that's a good point. Just the other day on Saturday Night Live, her full one-minute commercial featuring I Believe in a Thing Called Love by The Darkness was included as just a regular commercial on TV. I thought you were going to say they did a parody of it. No, they should, but they didn't. (laughs) SNL does like to make parodies that aren't necessarily mean, but about Taylor. Yeah, they they aren't mean at all. They usually just are highlighting the fact that the world is obsessed with Taylor. (laughs) Exactly. Which is true. This was just the full-length commercial. And so even if people haven't seen the commercial online... They can see it on TV, and that might make people want to go buy 1989. And our last piece of news, Taylor posted an Instagram video where she said, Frogs hate it when you grill near them. Just a summer FYI. And it's so funny. She's in the backyard. This frog is screaming constantly. And Andrea is there looking like, I don't know why this frog is screaming. (laughs) This was really funny to me because a couple weeks ago we read Taylor's old tweet from, I think, 2013 when she was saying it feels like a perfect night and she was showed a screen cap that she was Googling, where do frogs go in the winter? Maybe it was for that specific frog at their house. (laughs) (laughs) So now she knows where they go in the winter and she knows that they hate grilling in the summer. I feel like she would be one to name the frog. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like Taylor should get on Snapchat because then we get videos like that all the time and it would be awesome. Yeah, Carly, Selena, Gigi, a lot of her friends post almost every day on there and I would love to see more stuff from her. I think she will eventually. I really do. As I've said, she takes a while to adapt to any new social media. Right, look at how long it took her to use Tumblr. Who knows? Knowing her, she could be hard at work inventing the next social media app. (laughs) She used Vine for a little bit, so I think Snapchat's kind of similar in a way, so. That's true. And didn't she use some other thing when she, right before she announced Red, she had that little clip video and it was all in red? Forget what app that was but i think it was something that was short-lived so unfortunately we don't have 
any events on Taylor's calendar, and our news was a little bit shorter than usual, but that's because Taylor is taking her break. So we'll just keep you updated with whatever she does, whenever she feels like it. But for now, we do have some exciting news about the most recent item that was on Taylor's calendar was the Billboard Music Awards. And those were held tonight on May 22nd. Taylor did not attend the award show. And she was nominated for eight awards. And she won Top Touring Artist, which I think really was the most important award that you could win there. And I mean, if anybody else had won it, it just would make no sense because this tour was so iconic. And it generated so much revenue and was viewed by so many people that it would not have made sense if she had not won. And I am a firm believer that people who actually attend the awards ceremony have a better shot of winning. I hate to be a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but even though she was up for eight and she only won one, I truly believe if she would have been able to attend the show, she probably would have won more. Yeah, it's unfortunately a widely known fact that they do base those around who is actually in attendance. And quite a few of the awards that Taylor was nominated for, Adele was also nominated for, and she won quite a few awards. And that's understandable because her album came out more recently. I mean, 1989 has been out now for almost two years. So Adele's album coming out more recently, makes sense that she would win some of those awards. I don't think anyone even expected Taylor to be nominated for so many awards. And you know, I I was thinking, it's really interesting to me because I always look at award shows as that they kind of pick out who to promote and try to come up with performances and appearances that they think are going to try and draw in viewers. And I feel like last year they drew almost their whole audience just from the hype around Taylor and the Bad Blood video and all of the stars that were in it. And when she's not there, I feel like they have to come up with all these things to try and collectively get the same number of people tuning in as would for Taylor. And so they'll have all these collaborations and guest spots and premiering Adele's video and Madonna tribute to Prince and all of these things. And I just feel like... If we could see the numbers, I bet you, still, it's not nearly as many people as when Taylor is there doing something. That's so true. And by the time this episode is released, we'll probably have those numbers. And I would think the numbers would be lower than last year. Just doing a quick search, I found out that last year, the year that you were just talking about with all the hype around Taylor, was the highest ratings that the Billboard had in 14 years. Wow. That's no surprise. So it looked like it averaged last year 11.1 million viewers. So we'll see what the number is this year. Well, along with the Billboard Music Awards, for our main discussion, we also wanted to talk about the Us Weekly special edition that featured Taylor. It was the May 2016 issue, and it's actually been on the shelves for several weeks. But because this is the last week you can go buy it in stores. We wanted to cover a special section that's our favorite section that is included in this issue. It's called 25 Things You May Not Know About Taylor. And I definitely learned some things from this that I did not know. So I was really impressed with the interviewers 
skill in finding out things that huge fans might not know about Taylor. So we wanted to cover this for you and encourage you to go out and get your copy before they're gone. The first one was actually something we do know. Taylor said her lucky number is 13. She also considers 31 to be lucky because it's 13 backwards. But then she also said her other lucky numbers are 89, 26, and 39. And when we were talking about this earlier, collaboratively, we also, well, obviously 89 is lucky because Taylor was born in 1989. Everybody, unless you're living under a rock, knows that. But then we were all talking about 26 and 39. And I thought maybe 26 because that's her age. But then Adam pointed out something that made it all clear for everybody as to the numbers 26 and 39. Yes, because 26 and 39 are multiples of 13. So 13 plus 13 would be 26, and then add another 13, and it's 39. So I wonder if even 52 would be her next lucky number, or 65, or any other multiples. Yeah, I think you're definitely right about that. I wonder if she has any jewelry or anything that we haven't seen representing those numbers. I don't know. But that was definitely something I didn't know before, which was cool. Taylor also said that she used to wear a Victoria's Secret pink hoodie and sweatpants to school on a regular basis. I don't think I really knew that. I knew that she wore a lot of Victoria's Secret clothing recently, especially when she was going to the gym a lot. But I didn't know that about when she was in school. The next one is a really quick short story, and it was that Taylor used to keep hermit crabs as a pet when she was a kid. And she said, one summer I lost my pet hermit crab before I had to leave the shore to go back to school. I came back to the house that winter and I found my hermit crab wandering around the house still alive. (laughs) I definitely did not know about that story. That hermit crab has some survivor skills. And another item on this list, she says, I like it much more when people come up and ask for a picture in a restaurant rather than when they just point their camera at me and take one. It feels like a real human interaction that way. And that makes me think of that post that she put on Instagram, I believe, and I think it was earlier this year, with the boy, who I would assume would be a a young teenager somewhere around there, um, who pretended to be dining with her and Calvin at the restaurant. Because I'm sure, you know, he could have just taken his phone and snapped a picture from the other side of the restaurant. But he, you know, had the courage to go up and ask for one. And it seems like she, you know, based on this quote, enjoys that. Can you imagine having that photo for the rest of your life? What that would be like? It's a pretty cool photo. Yeah, it's funny that you reference that specific photo because that's the one I think of too, Adam. Just because they really made that photo a human interaction. It really was like they were all eating dinner together. The next one is that she mentioned that she talks to her mom on the phone roughly three times a day. So it seems like they have a really good communication skills even when they're not together. I feel like two out of those three times is probably Andrea lecturing Taylor about various things. (laughs) And like we said earlier, it seemed like Taylor was hanging out with her mom this weekend. Austin also posted a 
video of Andrew's dog, the Great Dane, whose name is Kitty. Kitty is very cute. Speaking of pets, she also talked about both of her cats' nicknames. Olivia, I think we've heard, we've all heard before, her nickname is Dibbles. Didn't Taylor say that in the tour video? She did. And then, I don't know if this one has been as widely known, but she also said that Meredith's nickname is Mare Bear, which I feel like Meredith would not like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I definitely didn't know that. The next one I don't think we have known, but Taylor said that she's never broken a bone, except her little toe, but she doesn't consider that to count because she didn't get a cast for it. And then on tour, she got tendonitis in her ankle from her shoes. But she didn't have to wear a cast for that either. She just wore a brace. And the next one was interesting. She said that she cannot watch Pocahontas without crying. And I know I've seen that movie a few times and I never cried during it. Maybe I need to watch it again. I was going to ask you, Steph, was that in her DVD collection that you saw when you were at the release party at her apartment? No. Frozen was in there. That was the only Disney movie. Uh, the next fact about Taylor, she says, My favorite stone is opal because when I was bullied in school, my mom used to take me to TJ Maxx after school to look at opal jewelry. I thought opals were so beautiful and somehow it made me feel better. We never bought them, just looked. I really liked this one. That's definitely something we've never heard before. I can't remember if I've seen Taylor wear opals in the past. I'm sure she has at some point. And upon researching, it looks like at the 2015 Grammys, when she wore the beautiful aqua blue dress, she wore opal earrings. Oh, yeah, those would have looked perfect with that dress. And they apparently were million-dollar earrings, so they definitely weren't from TJ Maxx. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and that even is more expensive than the outfit we talked about last week on episode 155, when Taylor received the Taylor Swift Award at the BMI ceremony. I think her outfit was about 38000 total. The next one is pretty funny. I've never heard this one either. Taylor said, I love sushi, but I usually ask for soy paper instead of seaweed paper because once I ate actual seaweed at the beach as a child and it left a lasting bad impression. Makes me wonder if that was on purpose or as like a dare or if it was by accident. Like she went swimming in the water and actually got seaweed in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I could see her accidentally eating seaweed. Or maybe maybe that's what her hermit crab ate to survive for months. <laughs> True. The next one I think a lot of people do. She said, I have to mute any horror movie commercial that comes on TV. I cannot handle it. Are you the same way? Mm, some of them. I definitely cannot handle them. I don't even like seeing trailers for horror movies. This reminds me of when Taylor went through the haunted house that Ellen did, and she was freaking out. I don't think I specifically knew this, but I could have guessed. If you haven't seen her in the Ellen thing, you should YouTube it. It's pretty funny. Then Taylor also was talking about high school, and she said, When I was in high school, 
I used to give my friends mace for their keychains so they could defend themselves if they needed to. She's very safety conscious. She was the mom of the group. And the next one I really like because it made me think about the tour. Taylor said that she wrote I Knew You Were Trouble on piano and originally imagined it as a slow ballad. So I wonder if that original imagination made its way into the slow version that was on the 1989 World Tour. That's true. The very beginning of it. Yes, of course it ramped up and got loud and fast later. But yeah, the very beginning of it. The very slow, quiet version. Yeah, that's quite possible. I was just thinking today and laughing all over again about the goat remix of I Knew You Were Trouble. (laughs) That will never get old. And speaking of animals, um, the next one, Taylor says, I used to have a pug named Nelly. It was named that because I really liked the rapper Nelly. When I performed with Nelly on my tour, I did not tell him this. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think he would have been flattered. I think so. But I can see her wanting to act cool in front of him because she was pretty young the first time they performed together. Right. If we ever get a chance to interview Nellie, our first question has to be, so what do you think about Taylor naming her pug Nellie? (laughs) I wonder how old she was when she had that pug, because I don't remember ever hearing about it. No, I remember when she first started, there was a little dog, I forget its name. It seemed like it was more of Scott's dog and the old cat who was featured in some vlogs. I don't remember Pug. She then says that her best friend from high school, Abigail, and her used to hang out in Abigail's bedroom, speak in Napoleon Dynamite voices, and eat tubes of cookie dough. (laughs) Actually, wasn't that in a vlog, too, where she pulled out cookie dough out of her purse? I don't know, but Abigail used to do a lot of YouTube videos of various adventures. (laughs) Those were the days. And our last fun fact about Taylor that you may not know, she cannot do a handstand or a cartwheel, which neither can I do a handstand or a cartwheel. Me either. I lost that ability. (laughs) Yeah, I've never been very good at gymnastics. Well, if you haven't picked up this issue of Us Weekly, definitely do it before it's gone. Not only will you get to read this cool article about the 25 things you may not know about Taylor, but it's full of a lot of photos that have never been seen before from tour and even just candids of Taylor. And there are also little articles interspersed throughout the whole issue. It's really just a great collector's item. Well, if you pick up the magazine, you can also remember that Taylor's on the Vogue issue for May. Not only the general issue for May, but also the special edition Met Gala issue. So she's on a lot of magazines right now. So pick them up. And if you want to let us know what you think about them, feel free to contact us. You can do it in a variety of ways. You can tweet us on Twitter at SwiftCast13. You can find us on Tumblr at SwiftCast13.tumblr.com. We're on Instagram at Instagram.com slash TheSwiftCast13. On Facebook, we're at Facebook.com slash TheSwiftCast. 
You can email us with any of your thoughts at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. And you can also visit our website where you'll find all of our episodes and some other information at www.swiftcast13.com. And if you could do us a favor, and if you want to, you can subscribe on iTunes, and that will actually download the latest episode for you automatically. Also, if you want, you can leave us a five-star review. It helps us, and it also helps other fans to find our episodes. People who are Taylor fans who are looking for something to listen to can more easily find us through your reviews. And you can also find us on YouTube. We've been putting our episodes on YouTube, and we can't actually have a channel name until we have a certain number of subscribers. So if you search on YouTube for SwiftCast and subscribe to us, that would also really help us out. And finally, what do you all think Taylor will do next week? I think last week Adam said Taylor was going to do nothing, and it seems like he was right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to take the easy way out and say nothing again. Is that allowed? (laughs) (laughs) It's quite possible that you'll be right. She really was only spotted out with Calvin once this past week and then her few social media posts. Well, I think now that summer is kind of officially starting because school's out and everything, there's a lot of summer concerts going on for different artists. So I think Taylor will attend a concert. Well, that kind of goes with mine because I actually think we're going to see her Maybe not performing with, but at least attending one of Haim's upcoming concerts. Absolutely. They have shows in Memphis, St. Louis, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Boston, New York, quite a few places over the next couple weeks. So I could definitely see her at one of them. Yeah, I think she'll definitely do that this summer. Uh, This upcoming week is Memorial Day. So I feel like she might have some sort of gathering Not to the extent of her 4th of July parties in Rhode Island, but she'll probably do something patriotic in L.A. for Memorial Day. Do you guys think that now that she's more totally focused on the West Coast, she'll still be at Rhode Island this summer? I think for the 4th of July, she will be. It seems like the place to be on the 4th of July. It really is. There's nowhere better. But then again... We haven't seen her there in a long time, so I don't know. Well, whatever happens, we will keep you updated next week on episode 157. But for now, for episode 156, this has been Steph. Adam. Ashley. Haley. And Ashley. And we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. Swiftcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.